What's going on, Lyle? How you doing? Or is it Rabbi Lyle? You know, it's funny. People call me everything. They got I got Rabbi Lyle. I get Reb L. <laughs> Reb L. Yeah, you know, or uh, like Rebel, Rebel yeah. Rabbi. <laughs> yeah. What would uh, make you a Rebel Rabbi? Oh, you know, just like totally out of the box sort of things. Like no one would ever expect me to be a Rabbi. Yeah. Except those that do, and then it's just awkward. Hey, why would you think nobody expects you to be a Rabbi? Well, look at me. Do I look like a Rabbi? No, but if you said if you say you are, then you could kind of see it. Yeah, but the funny thing is about that is like I'm actually saying like, do I look like a rabbi? And like this is a podcast, and no one can actually see me yeah. for the most part. Yeah, we'll we'll add some uh, video or photo at some point. It might help. It might. Yeah. It, it totally may help. Yeah. And then, how long have you been at UM for? Beginning year four, uh, which is exciting. So my freshman year was your first year. Yeah, but 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 Jimmy, I, it's funny. Like I don't think I I don't think I saw you uh, your freshman year. Yeah, I was. Uh, my roommate was a big Chabad guy, uh-huh. so that's kind of where I no, was. I love, love, love Chabad. I mean, but I feel like I can offer you some Jewish guilt. It's like you know, like why haven't I seen you? Why did it take until now to to sort of be okay with seeing me? <laughs> so maybe it was when did I start coming around? Sophomore year or no? Maybe just last year. Last year, yeah. I don't know what it was. I think. Uh, just found some comfort and it's always important finding somebody to talk to on campus about maybe problems you have, something you're going through and you actually are like a really good, um, I don't even know the right word for it, maybe like outlook for that. Huh. So it just felt really comfortable kind of talking to somebody about something and why not go to a rabbi to talk about your issues? Look, I appreciate, I appreciate, no, I, I, I appreciate that. The, the funny thing is, is that uh, my parents actually would ask me every once in a while, like to act, do people actually come and talk to you? Um, like are, like regarding non-Jewish stuff or yeah like anything yeah. and the, and the funny thing is they do uh, like how just just how many students would you say come talk to you in an average week upwards of ten maybe wow. more and it's just like it could be a passing by sort of thing or it could be like can we actually have a you know a conversation but it's yeah. uh, but people actually want to have a conversation with the rabbi yeah and. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this question, but who's your favorite student here at, at Miami? Oh, I have no favorite <laughs> students. I just have students I don't like. That's okay. a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. I love, so shout I out love Brent, all my students. Shout out Brent Angle for students we don't like. Uh, no, I don't want a single Brent Angle <laughs> for anything, but I mean, he could be one of the ones I don't like, but, yeah. but like whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> so when students are coming to see you, uh, I know you can't name specific people out, but could you name some specific problems you see with what people are going through and kind of shed some light on that? Sure. I mean, a, a lot of it is, I think, a feeling of loneliness um, or trying to feel accepted um, in this sort of larger world that we live in, the UM yeah. bubble. Um, well, yeah, I want to talk about that UM bubble. It's interesting. Yeah. Look, I think that that on the one hand, you're in UM and it's like an awesome campus and there's so much going on. But but then it can feel very lonely if you're if you're not part of something that could be, for, you know, Greek life. That could be some sort of uh, other org going on on campus. Yeah. But if you're not part of that, then it's hard. So do you see people that maybe don't feel like they're a part of that not having the greatest time or? Absolutely. I, yeah. say, that, I say that all the time. And the funny thing about that is I actually think that people, um, if they just knew that they weren't alone in that, they'd actually feel like there's a lot of other people here that are like them. But it's like connecting them and finding those people. So that's what the main gist of your, like, your goal here is that Halal is just connecting students together and making sure everyone's having a good time. Yeah, I think we're all about connections. Yeah. Um, making, making, people sure they, making sure they have a good time, but also making sure they, are, um, they, they feel valued mm-hmm. um, and, that they, and that they're seen. How do you think you compare it to other rabbis amongst the different colleges? I mean, 
I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> uh, for, for as a rabbi, I'm a pretty humble guy, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I think they're awesome. I have awesome colleagues on uh, on other campuses. Uh, but I'm going to talk about me, you know, yeah. in the sense of like, I think that the work that we're doing here on campus um, here at Hillel, the larger Jewish community, the larger community, not just Jewish community, I think we're doing really, really great work. Um, and that's the exciting part of the, the work and the job that I get to do. Mm-hmm. And what type of work would you say? Look, Hillel is often sort of grouped in with other religious orgs on campus. Yeah. But if we're doing our job well, um, we're not here just for students who are searching for um, for for God and religion. And I'm the rabbi saying that. Yeah. Um, we're here so people can find the social cult. So we, we can th- we think of ourselves as a social, cultural, and entrepreneurship hub. Um, at the University of Miami. So if uh, you're not religious at any point, maybe you're atheist, you can come by. Yeah, we okay. love our atheists. Um, so I, I have a, a, a guest question. So my friend Bradley, I'm not going to share his last name, but uh, he's atheist and he really wants to come around. He just didn't know if it was all right and if he would feel welcomed. Yeah, sure. So that, that's a, that's the a funny thing that everyone should feel welcomed here because we're not just doing the, the religious thing. Yeah. So actually the, the joke I like to make is is that if students come, even if you just take any one of our dinners that we have, Shabbat dinner, yeah. just come for Shabbat dinner. Don't come to the service. Skip I don't the care. services. Go uh, for to- the dinner. Totally. <laughs> I mean, look, I, come for the service if you want, but if you're an atheist and you're struggling with God or don't have a relationship with God, then come for the dinner. It's good food, yeah. good people. So why not? I, I do. We did observe something last Friday. It was pretty funny. We had sushi. And it's like funny to see certain people literally took like a mountain of sushi on their plate. It's like they've never seen sushi before, right? Yeah. Or just like, listen, there are like 30 people online, but you know that one person that's always putting like the most on their plate? Well, yeah. And they turn into, <laughs> and they turn into, was that you actually? No. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe it took like three or but four it's, pieces. But it's funny because it's like they turn into those people who like, they, they're old and they go to the diner, you know, yeah. and they're the ones who take like so, the sugar packets like oh, back to their home, like, like the grandparents. And, exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's weird. Um, but yeah, but that's why we have the sushi. You know, like for people to take and have a good time and have some good food and mm. good fun and good friends. What's some of your favorite food to eat growing up? So some, maybe something your grandma made that was delicious. Well, so there are two different categories. Okay, yeah. So so there's food that my grandmother made or yeah. gra- both grandmothers All made. Right, let, let's just say best food your grandmother's made. Um, Her famous dish. I stuffed cabbage, brisket. Wow. Um, What's in that stuffed cabbage? Soup? Oh, I mean, like there's meat and rice and it's like sweet and soury and it's just sweet yummy delicious. My grandma made the best sweet and sour meatballs. Yeah? Yeah. What you put in My favorite it? food. It's like a jam. Uh-huh. And then I think it's like jelly. Yeah. Salt, like uh, whatever. Um, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, like but they like just maybe raisins or something like yes, that. Yeah, raisins. That's what it was. Yeah. And then the tomato sauce, of course. Of course. And then yeah. like that. I was like confused trying to find that word tomato sauce in my brain, but I couldn't look no, at it. No, it's okay. Look, tomato is one of those hard words. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, Has that ever happened to you where you're searching for a word and you just like can't? All the time for All the me. time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and it makes me feel like I maybe incompetent or something <laughs> like that. But, but I, it's look, like now I actually have it. It's like no, no one can see my office right now, but if they could, they would actually see all these books and everything. It makes it's me look like really, really smart. clean. It, oh, yeah. I thought you were getting a little bit down on yourself. Oh, no. The office is sort of a clean a little okay. bit. But yeah. Yeah. So I think food is one of the most important things to bring a culture together. Sure. Yeah. I think it's like, what's your opinion on like, food in relations to holidays? Look, I think that that for so many Jews, um, connection to food is uh, is one of their only connections to to their to their to Judaism, and it's cultural. So, as an Ashkenazi Jew, a Jew from like Eastern Europe and stuff, we have our own foods. But if you're like a Sephardi Jew, a Jew from North Africa, Israel, or or sort of the Middle East, yeah, you have a whole different food set. But the one the wonderful thing is, it brings everyone together. It really does. Yeah, and 
speaking of food, wait one sec. Could you maybe like uh, bring the mic a little bit closer? Right, like perfect. that? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay. So typical Christmas, because I know, I don't, do you celebrate Christmas at all or no? I mean, it, it happens yeah. every year uh, in yeah. December, lovely lights and there's great music. There's always a saying like what Jews do on Christmas. What's yeah. your typical Christmas day? And well, kinda, So, so yeah. there's like a joke of like, you know, Christmas being like, what's a Jew to do day? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, on a on a typical, you know, December morning or whatever, you get Chinese food uh, is, is pretty Chinese common. Food. Chinese food and movies. Sushi. Um, I like Japanese food so much. Well, you're like one of those modern Jews. Like yeah, when, I, when, modern when, Jews. I, when I was when I was growing <laughs> up, we didn't even own we didn't even know what sushi was. Wait, so really? Like, uh, yeah, I didn't grow up eating sushi. When did it start? I mean, I'm sure sushi started much. Sushi started. Sushi. You know, sushi. <laughs> sushi started. But sh- sushi started. You know, many years before. But uh, I don't know. We didn't have it on Long Island. And like, I'm 37. So like, when I was growing up, we had Chinese food. Chinese and Italian. That was like Chinese an ever- and Italian. Yeah. Favorite Italian food. Um. Favorite Italian food. I'm diagnosed with celiac, so I can't eat what is, wheat. What does celiac mean? Like I can't eat wheat, oats, rye, barley, so spelt. gluten-free? Gluten-free, okay. exactly. Okay. But like a special is that a more of... complex term, celiac? No, celiac is like for people who really can't eat gluten, okay. and then the gluten-free so people. So you can't drink beer either? I can't drink beer. What is, I bet you there's some beer that's like wheat-free. There's gluten-free yeah, beer, yeah. but but to, the truth is tequila is my drink of choice. Okay. Um, I mean, like I'm not going to do it now because I'm a rabbi and you're a student, <laughs> and, like, and then it gets awkward, but like that is my drink of choice. So you're not drinking tequila on Friday nights at the... Halal services. Uh, well, not during services, <laughs> not even after services with you guys. But like, whatever happens after that is like you know yeah. for me to know, and yeah. like, you know, like whatever. I'm yeah. a, I'm a big boy. So, yeah. when did you discover sushi? <laughs> I, I think I just that's a funny question. Um, I think I discovered sushi. Actually, I think I was like in my early twenties. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I don't, here's like full, full confession. Like yeah. I, I, I don't really like sushi. Okay. Um, I eat avocado rolls and like vegetarian You're one sushi. Of those. Well, also because You're I, one don't, of those. I don't like raw fish. Let me guess. You like the cucumber rolls too? Love a cucumber oh, roll. I knew it. Rice, <laughs> but rice on the outside. <laughs> okay. Because it was rice, rice on the outside. Okay. Yeah. Rice on the inside yeah. is, is sort of like, then I feel like I'm eating seaweed really and it's like, like, it's like the ocean. No, usually it goes rice and the seaweed and the fish, right? Well, that's if you ask for an inside-out roll. But if you don't ask for the rice on the outside, you get the you get the seaweed on the outside. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Which <laughs> and one it is. And yeah, then I'm that's just awkward. Think. Okay, it's like, you know, you get this green. It's like I'm weird. Trying, like, think of the sushi I eat. I love sushi. Well, what, yeah. Do you like sashimi? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I would eat it. But I'll, I'll eat. Uh, I'll get three avocado sashimi. Yeah, <laughs> don't make fun of me with gluten with gluten free soy sauce. It's yeah. like it's like the whole wait, thing wait, is wait, like gluten free soy sauce. It's a thing. So I, I especially think with health, everybody's discovering new problems in, in their dietary system, and like just with dietary restrictions. Like sure. Celiac and gluten free wasn't a thing like 30 years ago. No, and everyone was so happy. So and- like, <laughs> what what do you think? Like, one day people woke up and. Or do you think they just yeah, found out a immense, diag- with immense stomach pain and they were like, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, actually, what really happened was I was having like bad stomach pain. I went That's to my doctor and I was like, I think I'm lactose intolerant. I think Jews have bad stomachs. Well, I, I think it, I don't think it's like an official thing. Yeah, but, but, but I, like, just like it's the saying because like if you dairy talk, destroys my stomach. Right. If you talk to a lot of Jews, they do have stomach problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the, you know, years of wandering in the desert probably caused that, you know, 40 years wandering in the desert. And like we have stomach problems. Like, OK. But, oh, because they just weren't having dairy. Yeah. I mean, like they're eating sand. I mean, like what else? Uh, and manna, obviously, you know, it's the Wait, gift actually from, eating from God. sand. No, I'm sure they're not eating sand, but like they have sand edible. Do you think? Um, no. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe so, maybe with soy sauce. Yeah. Unless you're gluten free and then you can't have the soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so off the topic of sushi, you're from New York, Long Island. I am. And then where were you before UM? 
Uh, before UM, I was the rabbi um, at Hofstra University at Hofstra Hillel. Okay, and how does Hofstra compare to the U? Well, I mean, Hofstra is the Harvard of Long Island, so you know <laughs> that's what I like to yeah. say. Um, but uh, and how long were you there for? I well, I went to Hofstra for undergrad, so I returned to Hofstra um, after I graduated. Okay, um, but was only there in a full time capacity for two years. Okay, um, love it, love my students, in touch with many of my students to this day. Uh, but I'm sure UM, they're gonna kick out of this podcast. Oh, they're, yeah. they're gonna shout out Hofstra. There, shout out to Hofstra Pride. That's what it means. You know. um, we used to be the Flying Dutchman at Hofstra. That's awesome. Um, and then we don't Is that f- from SpongeBob? Like you got that from SpongeBob? Um, You've yeah. seen SpongeBob, right? Yeah, like the yeah, you know the, the flying ground, du- the, the you know the, like the flying Dutchman. Yeah, well, so that's where, maybe okay. where yeah, 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 but but he's like that green like ghost that just is like a curse, like the flying no, Dutchman. Look, I, I was like a He-Man and the Master of the Universe fan. Okay. Like I don't I don't know the SpongeBob. What, what type of shows were you watching growing up? Growing up, oh yeah. my gosh, so many. Shows. So I just posted the other day on my Instagram uh, that I uh, I was I got I caught an episode of Webster. Webster. Um, Webster. Um, I've never this, heard this, of it. This little. Uh, this is little, it the pig? Uh, no, no. no. That, Charles Webb. Charles Webb. <laughs> Close. That is, that is Charles Webb. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Webster, um, uh, actor Emmanuel Lewis, um, and it was like sort of like the different strokes, sort of like genre. Um, okay. You know, he was like adopted by this family, um, and uh, great show, but like mm-hmm. no one knows about it. But like, yeah. it, was really, it was a good show. Webster. All right. Yeah. What else? Uh, I grew up watching SpongeBob. It's my favorite show ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all time. Um, so my favorite cartoon growing yes. up. My two favorite talk cartoons. Talk, uh, of course. Uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Never seen that. Uh, but it's wonderful. Okay. Um, and, it's still around or no? Uh, yeah, they're like doing a reboot and stuff okay. like that. Sweet. So, but you can watch the old one. Um, it's the only one of the only cartoons that actually got its start. From a from a um, what's it called a a action figure line. Okay. So they had an action figure, and then they made the cartoon after. Usually, you have the cartoon, and then the action figures come. Yeah. But it was reversed in this way. Um, Interesting. So yeah, Master He Man and the Master of the Universe and uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Uh, I've heard of that, but I don't remember. I'm really old. Remember. I mean, that's like a. It's yeah. Yeah. And you don't have kids. I don't have kids. Okay. No. Do you see yourself having kids someday? Yeah, I think I'd love to have I feel kids. Like uh, but, for but, all your kids, though. But that's what I, I, yeah. I have two. I have two thousand kids, yeah. you know, because there are about two thousand Jews on campus, and all my non-Jewish students. So, like, yeah. they're all my kids, yeah. which is enough to make any rabbi have the gray hair that I'm starting to get. Which, again, your audience can't see, but um, if they ever come to visit me, they keep roasting me for no video. We will. I promise you guys, next episode we're gonna do a part two. We'll have to. I mean, I think. I, I, so I, my tripod was in the mail today. And I didn't get it in time. Well, maybe because of this hurricane coming or something, it's right? Probably, like no, but it's it's like the Bahamas. I don't think it would really affect. Oh, uh, maybe not. Do you think this hurricane's going to do any damage? We're talking pre-hurricane. I don't know. It's weird. I, like my dream is to be a meteorologist or, or a weatherman. Yeah, we'll so. get to that in a second. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so, no, so hold that, back on uh, your dreams and passions. Okay, dreams and passions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no more dreams, no more passions. I'll just sit here. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, but a hurricane. I don't think it's going to do terrible damage, at least here in Miami. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll talk more weather in a few. Yeah, minutes. we'll talk. I want to talk Long Island and New York for for a minute. Yeah. So, do you ever spend any time in New York City? Yeah, I love New York City. Yeah. And what do you think the biggest adjustment was from moving to New York to Miami? Every day, like day of life, the culture. Well, so that's interesting because New York City. I'm, I live in Brickell. Yeah. Um, so I always say that Brickell is like a little like New York, um, or like the city. Um, but because it's like it's always going, it's always like things are open. Um, but New York City has amazing culture, and I don't want to like knock Miami because I, I consider myself a, a Miami person right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it is the magic city. But there's no, uh, th- th- it's it's a very different cultural experience. Let's just say that. Like, do you think it's more fast paced? Wh- which which environment do you think is more fast paced? 
I think New York is faster paced. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a much more business mindset in 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 the city. In New York City or Miami? Yeah. No, in, in New York City. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's also the one thing you kind of get a taste of in New York is you walk around and people kind of have that pissed off look on their faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course they are yeah. because the cab drivers are, you know, honking at you. Yeah. It's it's either cold or hot and you're in, like, it's Probably, sweaty. There's and never like immediate, I've never been in uh, New York for the fall. Fall is the best in New York. Probably great. You can go apple picking, not in the city, obviously, oh. but you can go apple picking, you know, up to like when I was Warwick, little. New York, yeah. you know, Bear Mountain area. Bear Amazing. It's beautiful. Mm. Leaves changing. I miss the we fall. I haven't spent time in, I haven't experienced the fall in what, like four years? I guess uh, Thanksgiving a little bit. Like, Thanksgiving is like, like too cold. Yeah, it's, it's too it's cold. Past. And the, the, the challenge with Thanksgiving is that like, you're there, it's and it's and it's really cold at that point. You've missed all like the good part of uh, of the fall, like apple cider, cider donuts, which I can't eat, but I hear they're really good. Cider donuts. Yeah. Why can't you eat those? It's gluten. You know, it's that uh, whole thing again. Little celiac gluten action. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, what would happen if you had it, like, say, a piece of toast? Well, um, it, it would be fine for the moment, uh, and then I would feel like really bloated. Um, it wouldn't be good for my stomach. I'd probably go to the bathroom. Like it just it, that gets awkward. Also, like <laughs> yeah, you know, uh... I, I didn't eat toast before the podcast because then <laughs> I have to leave and like then you'd be like, where did the where the rabbi go? No, I gotcha. Um, I was gonna ask you something. So, other differences between Miami and New York, uh, especially with like students uh, on campus. Do you, you feel like there's a difference with that at all? Well, not a lot because Interesting. the majority of my students, many of my students are from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So you have like all these students from like New Jersey, the tri-state area, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm from. So I actually get those students. Um, a lot of Long Islanders here at University of Miami. Um, but I also think there's a little bit of a diversity. You know, we have students from uh, from the West Coast. We have students from Latin America. Um, and uh, it's, it's a pretty the diverse, most campus. diverse campus. I, I think... I think amongst all the colleges in the United States, I, I don't, I don't know that. I can't say that for a fact, right? But I, 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 I would just, say it's very diverse. You see it, like all, it's everyone is just. There's a lot of people from Latin America, absolutely, yeah, and it, all over the U.S. and different parts of the world too, absolutely. And I, but I think that's what makes University of Miami what so great, so unique, yeah. yeah. But it, it's funny. I feel like if you are in Greek life here, though, you feel that presence of Greek life. But I'm wondering what it's like from the outside of it, if. Like, like you said, from your experience of talking to kids who aren't in it, do you, how does it ex- affect their experience at college? I think that there are a lot of students who are not in Greek life who feel like they want to be in it or no. Either they want to be in it or they want to or they want to experience what like it's like to have that like sisterhood or that brotherhood um, with with other people. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about about Greek life is it, it is so there you're either in it. Uh, and there are so many people in it, so, or no, you're it's not. Straight facts, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love this. is so interesting because because well, you're in Greek life. Well, yeah, but I'm like not really a kind of just like taking a step back, being a senior, sure. which I think is like normal, of course. But I'm talking to a lot of people, even who graduate, just like in my job search for next year. It just like doesn't matter like anymore, especially traveling to different countries, especially in, in Australia. Like, what's a fraternity? What's a sorority? Hmm. And it's just like everyone just learning so much about each other. But here, I feel like there's definitely labels on things. Yeah, but well, maybe look, that's just college in general. I also but. think that I, look, everyone wants to be part of something. Yeah. Um, I, I would say this that that the the wonderful thing about Hillel and the Hillel community that we create mm-hmm. is that in many 
sometimes, many times, we actually break down boundaries and borders. So you can be in Greek life um, or you could be in the Frost School of Music or the architecture program or the business school uh, and you can come to Hillel and you have to, you have a shared language, a shared, uh, a shared love of, of customs or traditions or just like social, be, like completely being social. Uh, and that's what's awesome about, I think, the stuff that we do at Hillel. Um, it, it's, it's not about Greek life or, yeah. or anything else. It's just about, you know. Being part of a larger community. What are the so-called most lit nights at Hillel? Like some of like some things that kids go to that just that always have a blast. Besides like Friday night services, some some events. Yeah, I mean, guys... like Friday night services. That's like a yeah. blast. That's that's totally lit. <laughs> I, I, you know. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant the food. I meant the food part. Yeah, whatever. You I know, the it's sushi a part or food yeah. or whatever. It's okay. Um, look, I think that that at Hillel we we pride ourselves on being. Sounds like a mission statement. Yeah, I mean, I, fine. I don't want to. Fine. <laughs> But I, <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. So look, it's break it down. It's entrepreneurship. There we go. Um, it's innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the opportunity to actually explore something that you really want to build from the ground up, and not just get the support for it, but actually get some seed money uh, to make that actually happen. That's what Hillel is. It's very well put. I mean, I appreciate that. I'm going to steal that for yeah, my it's, podcast. It's, it's all it's, well. I, I guess it's you have to ask me first since I'm so, so I'm on the podcast now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then you've seen. Okay, this is another great question I wanted to ask. Uh, this is from a friend. Wait, is it a great question, or like just because you say it's a great question, then it's a great question? I'm just saying it's a great question because <laughs> this this is this is a fan question. Okay, oh, so oh. I had a couple people trying to think this one this is from my roommate jason teich okay he want to know what changes you've seen from freshmen entering their senior year just in character development personal development maybe it's confidence or they grow to be a different person like challenges themselves i i mean jason jason that's an awesome question shout uh, out jason teich again jason teich you met jason right uh, maybe he was at i brought him to Friday night. Oh yeah, that, that's yes. right. Of yeah, course, yeah. of course. He's really Jason, funny. Jason, yeah. man, Jason, what up, dog? What up, dog? Yeah, no, it's a great question from Jason. I, I think that freshman year students are exploring and trying to find themselves away from their families. So true. Um, and like trying to like push boundaries and borders and like and like find who they are. Uh, and we'll do anything to like sort of make that happen. By the time they get to their senior year. They, so different. They like it's so different. Like right, you're in your like you know who you, you, you have a better idea of who you are. Yeah, and and on top of that, you don't care as much about what other people think. I think that is very well put. I appreciate that. But but the, the maybe truth that's is, just like because I can relate to that. Because as a freshman, I felt the need to prove myself, obviously through rush and fraternities. But now that I'm a senior, I'm. I'll probably do the same thing going back, but it's just like I can't believe I was thinking that 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 mindset. You know what I mean? All oh, right, because again, you're you're, you're looking for new, you're yeah. looking for acceptance. Yeah. By the time you're a senior, you have an eye to like what's going to happen post graduation, um, yeah, which is probably scary. Yeah, it is or nerve wracking. Yeah, but I we just started. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> look. You can't. You, the audience, you can't see this, but uh, but Jimmy just like totally like he turned white as a ghost. He was yeah. like oh, after graduation. My face went a little bit white there. It was, it was after it was, graduation. It was a little nerving. Ner- so, taking it back to when you graduated, what did you want to do? <laughs> so I, when I graduated, what did you major in? <laughs> so I was a Jewish studies major with a double minor in philosophy nice. and religion, which essentially meant that if I didn't become a rabbi, um, I would do nothing. So you knew uh, <laughs> you wanted to be a rabbi. I knew in my From what age. I knew in my senior year of high school that I want to be a rabbi. I want to be a rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, I think it's possible. Yeah. It's totally possible. I want to be a rabbi. 
I, you just like said like a public confession, like, and if you say it three times, like Beetlejuice, 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 like you become a you become a rabbi, like Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. I'd be a rabbi. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> I see dead people. It's like, <laughs> say it quiet, don't let yeah. them hear it. <laughs> so you, you discovered your passion for being a rabbi. How? Yeah, I, I so my senior, I just need to learn from us. I'm just taking some notes right now. Yeah, no, I, I my senior year of high school, I went on the March of the Living, so it's a trip to Poland and Israel. I've heard, I've heard uh, that. That was a transformative trip for me. It's actually on that trip that I knew there was more to my Judaism than sort of just sitting back in the pews, uh, as it were, yeah. uh, and, uh, and experiencing my Judaism. So I, I knew really from that point that I wanted it. And you went to, did you get to see Auschwitz during that trip? Yeah. Uh, and, I might push uh, this up a little bit. Uh, it was in oh, Auschwitz. Perfect. Yeah, then you can uh, like sit back. We just need, perfect. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah I went to, to Auschwitz, uh, Birkenau, um, sort of experienced what, what Jewish experience life. experience like walking through with a community? Because... I was in Europe the other summer because my mom moved to Amsterdam. I was going to go to Warsaw and see the concentration camps, but I wanted to wait till I was part of a kind of a community to walk through it. I think that's pretty important to experience it with other people. Uh, it was. I went with a bunch of uh, friends from high school. Okay, that's um, awesome. And so we had each other to sort of uh, support us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an emotional trip uh, for obvious for for all the reasons we can think of. Also, my my grandparents are Holocaust survivors, uh, so I had wait, sort of wow, the, yeah. Can you, would yeah, you mind I mean, talking about that for like, we'll keep it for a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, my, finish your story first. Yeah, no. So I was, so yeah. I was there and, and so my, my mom actually never really heard so much about my grandmother's story, but so I went to the March of the Living, um, really to sort of, it opened up a conversation between me and my grandmother, uh, about her experiences during, uh, World War II, during the Holocaust. Uh, and so in Europe, in, in Poland, uh, she was in Poland, uh, at a certain point during, uh, during the, the Holocaust as well. Uh, and I got to sort of understand who she what she maybe experienced uh, during that time. So were you thinking about what she went through while you're walking around? A hundred percent. That's tough. Though for her, she wasn't in a, in a, in a camp okay. during, during the Holocaust. She actually was under false papers, um, uh, which meant she was living sort of a, a, a double life. Um, she was born a Jew living life, uh, unfortunately as a, as a Christian forced to live life as a Christian, as a nanny for, um, the highest ranking, uh, the minister of propaganda in Poland. Wow. So Joseph Goebbels was the minister of propaganda in Germany. She worked for his counterpart, uh, in Poland, uh, under false papers. Okay. And so she writes about this in her diary and stuff like that. It's crazy, st- crazy story. Do you have your grandma's diary? I do. She make a little... You just submit it for like a screenplay or something. So, so we're in the we're in the process. Uh, I already of knew it. My my grandmother passed away about a year ago, um, and so we have all of her stuff, a lot of pictures, a lot of her writings, uh, getting it some translated uh, from German into English. Uh, oh, she was born in Germany. Yeah. Uh, lived in Poland during the war, uh, and sort of will be hopefully in the next uh, year or two, uh, we'll have something to uh, to put out there for everyone to to sort of see and experience. Yeah, because. Uh, in Israel, I was in Israel this summer for the first time. I, I was walking around the Holocaust Museum. That would be like a cool story to have on like one of the screens for a video. Look, I, I, I will say that I think that not just because I was her grandson, but I think her story is actually unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she was my grandmother. so yeah. I'm, I, I, But I still think it was unique. And then a little bit more on the religious uh, sure. track, just because I have a lot of interesting questions in it. So interesting um, being a part of Birthright, especially when there's soldiers on your trip and that they have to be soldiers. It just doesn't it, it's weird to realize like if we were to grow up and we knew <laughs> just because we were jewish we had to like go to the israeli army yeah it's compulsory uh service in the in the in the israeli defense forces yeah um and so you know when you're 18 years old here and you're in in, in the united states and you are 
you know, the next step is what? Go to college for many for, for many people. Yeah. Uh, in Israel, the next step is go into the into the army and protect Israel. Um, look, it's a challenging place. It's a it's a it's a it's a challenging place to live in in the world. And so um, to, to have compulsory army service uh, is uh, is important to make sure that everyone's safe. Yeah, we, we, we came really close with we became really close with our soldiers on the trip, which was awesome. But they had such a different take on like not that they thought we were lazy in a way. They just, I just don't think they like understood like maybe like the freedom that like we have right right after. Yeah, and and but because it's a different mentality. I know. Um, in fact, they get out of the army and they then are go at to a school, such, right? They, well, they'll go to school. They're or, so advanced though. Like think about those in the military and the submarine unit. Those guys are cr- like they know they have so much knowledge. Yeah, but them. also, but think about it. They're protecting their own lives and 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 everyone else around them. Yeah. Like what what did you do when you were eighteen years old, Jimmy? When I was eighteen. Uh, opened up my parents' cabinet, drank a little bit of their vodka, then put water back in it <laughs> and put it back so, in the cabinet. C- correct. So, so <laughs> what you're what you're essentially saying is y- y- different maturity level. Yeah. You know, you were protecting. No, I was 18. I was getting ready to go to college. Senior year, yeah, getting ready to go to college and kind of start my life. Yeah. So, and college is not adulthood. Let's just be honest. It's not. It. it not even at University of Miami. Like at University of Miami, it's like a it's like a uh, a resort. You have a pool in the center of campus. What adulthood is? Wow, that's just yeah, like adulting. You know, like what does I, adulting mean when you're in college I, at University of Miami? Going to the pool, or the beach, or South Beach. I mean, I'm not making fun. I, I love it. I, no, I'm, I'm 37. Just, I'm trying and I'm, to just get like my own interpretation on that statement. I think the the most freedom I've had in school is abroad. You're on another part of the world because I was in Australia, living with a whole different group of people. Obviously, you have to like learn how to budget yourself. But you're just so far away from your parents, and like university over there is way different people come there for school it's not to party the the way school set up over there is everybody graduates high school and goes to the college that's close to their home and then everybody huh. after college lives with their parents till they're married wow. so they work to save up a bunch of money and then they all during college they all take like a year like a gap year to go huh. somewhere so like i have one of my friends from uh sydney is coming to visit me next week that's awesome i'll, I'll bring him by he's yeah please he's do a, one of my greatest guys so. i'd love to meet anyone yeah. from down under yeah yeah he's a great guy but um a couple of my other friends one of my other friends tom is going to germany for a year just like it's crazy you know just like crikey is what they yeah, say right crikey mate it's mm. <laughs> <laughs> so a different part of the world but they're just everybody's up to different different things yeah but I, it, you know cultural different cultural norms and, and things like that mm-hmm. doesn't make anyone from america bad or, or, or no. something like that but look i i actually encourage students all the time like take a gap year if you can take a gap year between high school and college like i think that's awesome you think it's putting you behind in your career at all not at all i actually think that we are uh, that we so are afraid we're so afraid to actually take a step back um and by the way i mean if i can be a rabbi for a moment like that's what shabbat is all about shabbat is actually always about taking that step back um and just, our, okay so can i copy this speech that you're saying now for when i'm a rabbi yeah 100 okay. percent. It's, it's, by the way that's what rabbis do okay. all the time we we share our words <laughs> yeah. um you know mendy, there's, no, there's, shout out to mendy yeah, like, poor rabbi ha- mendy's amazing <laughs> no habat's great the one thing he's so good at public speaking of Hell, course yeah uh, that's just one of the well, things. Look, it's I'm one gonna... of those things you learn, like yeah. you know, from a little. From there are so many communities where where children are taught how to actually stand up uh, and and speak about something that they that they believe in, uh, and it's one of those things that I think in the in the Chabad world they 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 know really really well how to do. Yeah, it's a little bit too religious for me, though. Look, I think there's there are different paths, different yeah. strokes for different folks. Um, there's there's actually they do a, have homemade food. Homemade food is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, as as I love to cook, um, <laughs> so I do love homemade food. But I but, love cooking too, man. Uh, what, what's your favorite dish to cook? I like all right. So every time I'm cooking, it's always stir fries. 
Like I just feel like I'm yeah, always making it's like easy. a easy. You can like put some like you know vegetables and some like meat or whatever. Just a little like, stir fry combination. Some, and, like add some rice and whatever. So yeah. this summer uh, I had the chance. I was living in New York City working, and uh, my roommate was a bit older, so we would always like co cook some nights. Go to Whole Foods, grab a couple steaks, maybe like a little bit of olives, cheese, and crackers, and just like make. Do so you eat the steak and the cheese together? Isn't there's like a prohibition it, about that, like in Judaism, right? It's like milk and being meat, kosher, right? Uh, uh, awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I put the cheese on top of the steak, uh-huh. and then uh, then whip up some eggs, then put oh. that on top of the, oh. that, and then eat it all together. Yeah, uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's, who am I to judge? <laughs> that's what God's for. No. So, in <laughs> a brief description for those. Who don't know the difference between eating kosher and not kosher? Could you give a brief kind of yeah, rundown I mean, on what, what it is? Uh, like very, very brief. Very brief. Like 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 Rabbi like, very brief. Rabbi brief. <laughs> rabbi brief. No, no, I'm gonna be like person brief. Like right. rabbi brief is like two hours. So so like basically, um Jews don't eat milk and meat together. So uh and they don't eat pork and shellfish. Um so like milk no and meat. Lobster. No lobster. I used to be allergic to shrimp. But now I'm not, and I don't even like shrimp that much. Yeah, so I grew up not being kosher. Uh, so actually, I know what pork tastes like. Um, and my joke is, is like if if pork were ever to become Do you like kosher, pork belly. Y- yeah, I would like to like my. So my. Okay, fi- wait, sorry. Wait, you I want me- you to finish your like. If pork were to become kosher, oh, if pork would become. I'd be like the first online to okay. to get my you know my 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 pork my bacon sandwich or something. Okay. Um, but but yeah, but um bum pork. Pork. pork <laughs> You're saying pork. something about pork. I love. I love pork. Oh, oh so my yeah. favorite. Thank you. My when I was a kid, I think earlier you asked me what my favorite food was. Yeah. Um, my favorite. You have my favorite Jewish food, and then I, I was like, but then I, I did ask you your favorite Jewish food. So this is not my favorite Jewish food, but this is my favorite gefilte food. Fish. I love gefilte uh, fish. Actually, yeah. no, like legit. Without the jelly. Uh, yeah, not from a can, like homemade. <laughs> Other the, the, in the can in the jar, it looks like a science experiment. I like only the jelly and gefilte fish. Take away the gefilte fish, I'll only eat the jelly. By the way, this is why Jimmy <laughs> looks the way he does. It's like just weird. Um, but <laughs> but but my favorite food when I was a kid. So I love Chinese food. Um, and my two favorite dishes in chi- uh, Chinese food. One were call me General Sal's. Well, I love General Sal's, okay. but like that's not like yeah. compelling enough. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like as a rabbi, yeah. um, I used to love love pork dumplings, uh, pork, like fried dumplings, um, wontons, and a pork bun. Yeah. Um, so basically, anything with pork inside dough, uh, <laughs> since that's all pork so you, and dough. You know Jackson Pollock. Yeah, of shout course. out Jackson He's, Pollock. Jackson Pollock's a great guy. Yeah. So he's living. I saw him on Shabbat too. Yeah, it's amazing. We, we brought the whole gang together. It's, it's like a pie. What? <laughs> it was a pie. Then my other roommates. A pie and the other roommates. Yeah, another roommates. No, we love we love when they mix and mingle. Yeah, yeah. So Jackson uh, Pollock. Yeah. Shout out. So he's living. Uh, you know the kid in my fraternity. His name's Richard Wang. Uh, I don't know if or I know people Richard. call him Dickie Wang. Uh, I don't know Richard or Dickie okay. Wang. Well, he's from China, and like, I think like once, like once in a while, maybe like a couple times a month, he'll cook up like dumplings for everybody, and like we'll go over his house. That's and awesome. Just like feast on dumplings. That's awesome. So, yeah. so like if, if Jackson's getting dumplings all the time. If if Richard wanted to make me the gluten free kosher version of that, oh, man, I don't know. Um, that is like, a lot to ask for. That's a lot. I understand, but like, so no pork, uh, no gluten, um, and like, so find some dough, find some other meat. Put it all together, um, fry it up. I'll be there. Yeah, so let's party at Richie's and make some gluten-free, no, like celiac-free dumplings. Like Richie, if you're <laughs> Richie, if you're hearing this, like um, I'm gonna make we're Richie coming to your this. house. Yeah, and eating dumplings. And eat dumplings. I mean, like yes, done. So, can you go to a Chinese restaurant and order gluten-free dumplings? Uh, no, I, there are very few, if any, kosher, uh, well, there are very few, if any, one in New York city, but then they charge you like $30 instead of yeah, $10. but I would pay for it if like it was worth it. Yeah. Um, I, cause I love Chinese food and there are a few Chinese, there's actually, 
So sometimes a kosher Chinese restaurant here in Miami that we sometimes order from at Hillel that does gluten-free kosher. They don't do dumplings, but they do General Tso's chicken that's, okay. uh, that's kosher and gluten-free. General Tso's chicken. I, I, I used to be a big fan of General Tso's. Then every time I eat Chinese food, I think it's in the junk category a little bit, or well, depending it, it, yeah, where you're going. Like Panda Express on campus. Right. Well, look, I, I don't want to disparage a particular um, vendor or venue, but I would it's say not that healthy I, for you though. Yeah, it's a lot of oil and stuff. And I imagine that for, I haven't been to China, but I know that Chinese food in America is very different than Chinese. It's food. way different because Jackson, um, especially, he studied abroad in Asia. He went to Hong Kong, and what he was he was showing me pictures of what he was eating every day, and it's just like rice and meat and vegetable combos. Just look very healthy. Yeah, I mean, I followed him on on the Insta, so, yeah, uh, you know, so I live vicariously like through him. Damn, so I kind of going back to last semester. I kind of wish I was on social media, so then I could have portrayed a little bit. But I have so many. Uh, I have so much ammo on my camera. So yeah, oh, look, I think social media is the thing. Like I'm very present on social media. I know you are. Um, and, and actually, I'm not going to say it. like I have a lot of followers on on Instagram. How, like, many, how many followers are we talking about? Uh, like like twelve hundred followers. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, like it's it's actually like I think it is pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. It's not bad. And then what do you like about social media? Just like getting your voice heard or... Look, I think social media is is a blessing and a curse, which mm-hmm. also sounds very biblical. Um, but I think the blessing of social media is it allows for people to say what they're actually thinking. Um, I think the curse of social media is that... Um, people don't always understand what the other person is thinking and we attack them right away. I know. I, I also think it's a dangerous place in a way. It is. Yeah. It is. I think it has Do to you be... Think there's more cons than pros? Uh, no. Um, I think where we are now in the world, I think there, there it could appear that there are more cons. Okay. Um, but I think the, the pro of social media is it allows for me as a rabbi to connect with former students of mine, um, uh, and not just people, like people all around the world yeah. uh, to be in real conversation with. Um, I, I've been tweeting with this, uh, someone who's working on anti-Semitism actually in Hong Kong. Um, That's awesome. And like we've been, uh, he's a really interesting guy. And so like- You should do some type of like gig on Instagram or, or just like ask rabbi. Uh, you That'd think, be really funny. Do you, th- do you think people would listen to it? I think people would listen to it. If you had really like, not funny, like they could be funny or interesting people from all over the world just being like, ask rabbi. Well, so maybe Jimmy, maybe you have to like Mr. Podcast, like maybe you have to help me like make that I possible. Just have, I, I love the media. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I have, I have, good a, ideas I have for a face all, for the podcast, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, that, that was a joke, a face for the podcast. No, you have a face for the podcast. No, I have a face for TV. Let's yeah. be honest. Come on. A lot of podcasts are on YouTube though. See, that's the one thing I'm launching soon. I'm just lagging behind that. Once I get my tripod back, we're all good. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so we'll do the part two of this, which yeah. I think will be well, even better than part one. No, it's all natural. It'll be great. <laughs> I mean, I'm being so natural now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think you, the thing about podcasts, I always say this is you think you can plan a conversation. Well, you could put top, like, what I wrote, I had 20 topics on, we hit three of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that actually shows that we can just have like, a, we have a good rapport with each other. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. You it's, it's not too hard to let a conversation lag. That's the one skill I've gotten really good at. I know I don't want to flatter myself too much, but... No, that's I mean, just like, flatter like, yourself, Jimmy. <laughs> flatter, flatter. It's all about the flattery. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just uh, as I've gotten more experience with this, it, it's becoming a lot easier in a way. Yeah, of course, because you, I, you, you don't have to like struggle for the next question. No, because uh, you know it, what? I'm going to ask you a little bit of, about travel. Like, go I always like it. doing a section about that, but we'll finish the conversation. There's so many go-tos, like I can just pull out of my my back pocket if I'm if I'm lost somewhere or it gets a little bit weird. I have sat down with some people where I was stunned from what they said, huh. so I haven't been able to post the content. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, so I, I hope I don't say anything that no, is. Um, no, this is great. If is, anything, I said maybe I said something that I shouldn't say. Well, it's okay. Yom Kippur is coming uh, in a, you know a few weeks, so you can atone for your sins. Yeah, I'm gonna atone for my sins. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to when you graduated. Yeah. So what's the deal with you wanting to become this so-called weatherman or meteorologist? <laughs> yeah, I. Where did I, your dream lie in that? Yeah. So I. It's 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 not a, it's not so much a secret, um, but I do know all of the weathermen and women uh, in the New York market, um, and by know them, I mean like I know their names and like I know what channels they're on and the times that they're on and all that other stuff. What is it? Why though? Why are you so interested? Uh, I don't. I think it's like a combo of the graphics um, and maybe the power that they have as as weather people. Like, wait, wait we, what type we, of power do weather people have? Well, they tell if it's going to rain, they have the power to tell you like, don't be like a doofus and you know bring your umbrella. Yeah. Then they show um, clips of people like struggling in in weather. In weather, that's my yeah. Part. But 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 like, so I don't want to be a meteorologist because that's like a, I don't want a science background. But I feel like a broadcast journalism, uh, you know, sort of like you know a weather guy um, on on TV. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I I think that I could interact with the uh, with the folks. Yeah. Uh, and 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 get that. In fact, so when I was in fifth grade, I did a report on tornadoes. Okay. And I called up the local one of the local weathermen um, on Channel Five in New York, Nick Gregory. But you just called his office. Yeah, I like pick up because we didn't have internet back then. You know, like I'm old. Um, so I called him up um, and left a message. Uh, and then a few days later, I get a phone call back, um, and my mom's like, Lyle, guess what? Uh, Nick Gregory's on the phone from uh, Channel Five. Wait, what? Yeah, and I was like. Oh, favorite so, day ever. Yeah. So like favorite day, like, you know, I didn't wash my <laughs> ears after that, like for like a few days. Cause like he called me, like <laughs> I heard him. Um, wait, wait, there's this episode of SpongeBob where Patrick <laughs> meets somebody like famous, like in whatever, like in the water world, yeah, in the water world. Okay. And then he doesn't wash his hands for like weeks, which is awkward because he's underwater. Yeah. So like, it's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's like, how do you like, yeah, it's so like good. um, yeah. So, so I spoke to Nick Gregory, um, and that was pretty cool. Um, and, and yeah. And like, that's I, I feel like if anyone has any connections, um, not just like I don't want to meet a weather personality. Like I want to do the weather. I feel like I could, and now we have a hurricane coming. So like there's like the cone of uncertainty and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I feel like every Does rabbi should, a YouTube channel. Uh, we don't. But okay, I, what are you guys? Well, not to say what are you guys doing, but yeah, you should start that ASAP. We kind of need students to help us make that possible. So I don't know if it's you, Jimmy, but like it could be it could be somebody else. I, let's start. Let's, here's the thing. We'll, we'll we have, talk business. We have after. UMTV. Yeah. We got the radio station here. We got you know the 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 Jimmy uh, you know podcast. So I'm trying to right now get in contact with some like something's coming. Just not going to spoil any surprises. Yeah, don't, not yet. I'm I'm trying to make like a strategic partnership with a different brand for getting my name behind like a firm to do sure. like a podcast for the school so like so that's called. awesome yeah so that's something in the works right now so um, maybe, maybe what we because it's Hillel like we need like Manischewitz or something like to sponsor your podcast yeah that would be great like yeah like I, I, mean, I have no connections at Manischewitz but I but I feel like that's, that's we'll a talk thing. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be post okay. show post show yeah yeah but YouTube's really funny uh, I'm going to be launching a channel pretty soon you can just at Jimmy Coben I guess on YouTube but uh, I was thinking of funny skits. Not that I'm in it. I'm just always <laughs> really good at just kind of like creating a scenario that I think would be funny. And you know, there's some people that could just like kill that comedy. So, so where do you think there's? Is there a place for like a rabbinic-like figure um, in one of these sketch comedy sort of bits? We make it work. I have to bring Taisha over here. Yeah, I think you should bring him over here. Yeah, I'm again, going to again yeah. since I met him again on yeah. Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, um, because he did one of my advertisements for the last podcast, but he was like joking around. He, 
said one joke about Epstein, and we're like, all right, we can't like keep that in there. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's getting too <laughs> yeah. It's awkward now. That's yeah, like we were uh, talking about. It was in one of my advertisements. We we're talking about someone who was a trainer uh-huh. for for basketball, and he wanted like clients around the Miami area. And then like Taish said something about Epstein in the joke, and I was just like. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we'll leave that probably to the side because like it's not good. And, you I know, know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you like most about the job? About being that, a rabbi on campus. I love that each day is different. There is no day that is exactly the same, uh, and that's really true. Um, I, I think my colleagues that are rabbis in, in synagogues, they, they, I think they would say probably that no day is the same. But uh, on a college campus, well, it's dynamic. Uh, we get new students every single year. Like in a congregation, you know, that Grandma Sylvia is sitting in the same pew, in the same seat for like 40 years or more. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, like, Jimmy, you, you're going to be gone in, in, a, in a few months, which is not to make you sad again. I'm sorry. A few months. I have like nine months. Yeah. Like a baby could be born. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, but like you'll be gone and we'll get a whole new group of students in. I and know. so like the, the, the college campus is dynamic. It's exciting. And we get students who are exploring their Judaism at all different places in their lives. Um, and like the thing I like to say about it is on a college campus, like students are experimenting with everything and we know that. So let them experiment mm-hmm. with Judaism and let me be the person who helps them experiment with that. Okay. And that's what's exciting about you know my work on campus. Another fan question from my roommate abroad. His name's Kyle Holland. Shout out Kyle. Hey Kyle, Kyle, Lyle. You know, Kyle, Lyle. He <coughs> said... He's not Jewish, but he always had a question about Jewish last names. What makes a Jewish last name? So actually, I don't think there is a thing as a Jewish last name anymore. And Miami can come actually can come to teach us that because your last name could be like Rodriguez uh, and you can also be a Jew. Uh, and Rodriguez is clearly not um, what we would think of as a um, as a, a normative Jewish last okay. name. So, yeah, you want to say like every Cohen or Rothman or Zimmerman. I'm always mistaken Zimmerman for a Cohen. A, yeah, why? I don't know. Every teacher, because they, they think they read it wrong. Oh, Jimmy Coben yeah. or Jimmy we Cohen. Work, we work Cohen, and yeah. then my grandpa changed it to Coben. Why do you change it? I think there's too many Cohens out there in the world. <laughs> a lot of Cohens. Yeah. Wait, so does that mean that you come from the line of Kohanim, of priests, uh, the the holy priests? Probably. Wow. Shout out priests. Yeah, no, like, and pre- the idea of the priesthood existed in Judaism, like, for, for thousands of years yeah. in the temple in Jerusalem. It was a big deal. Shout out priests yeah. from the holy temples. In Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. There were two of them, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, have, <laughs> just You know, I, I, I know a few, t- you know, I know a thing or two. Like, Do you guys have a relationship with uh, the church on campus or the Catholic yeah, community? So, I know there's free yoga. Yeah, so actually the Episcopal Church over here um, uh, does a free yoga class. What type of food do they have compared to you guys? It's, I've never eaten the food over there. I think they have like sushi non-kosher sushi yeah i mean i'm sure I, i'm sure they've had an event with with sushi yeah. but the fun thing is is that like i'm the chair of the chaplains association on campus which means i get to be with the whole motley crew of religious leaders uh to help make this campus awesome uh in terms of different faith communities nice yeah it's like yeah. i get to hang out with the, like the catholic priest and the episcopal priest and the pastors and the imam we have uh <laughs> we have an imam on campus who's wonderful imam abdul samra um, Shout out Imam Abdul. Yeah, no, What's her last name? His last name. His last name. Samra. Samra. Yes, but his first name is Abdul Hamid. Abdul Hamid. Yeah. Uh, wonderful guy. I actually traveled to uh, to Morocco with him a few years ago and mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi uh, last year. Okay. So uh, we have we have fun. Religious leaders are fun. And then one more question. One more. No, a couple more questions. Okay. Let's go for another 10 minutes. I could do it. Okay. Sweet. I charge more like for, you know, for each additional, yeah. but it's fine. 
Do you have any advice, kind of a more serious note, do you have any advice for kids on campus that might be struggling with finding themselves, getting out of their comfort zone? Not, not even just saying for them to stop by Hillel, but what are some strategies and tips that you give out for those that are kind of shy to go out there and ask for it? One, you're not alone. Uh, and if you ever feel that you're alone, um, make sure to reach out. We have amazing resources on this campus, from the Dean of Students Office to the Counseling Center uh, to uh, different faculty members. Uh, people truly do care, and we live in a community where Canes care for Canes is not just uh, uh, something we say, but something we live in, something we believe in. Okay. Uh, so uh, you're not alone. Uh, and whether it's us at Hillel uh, or any other org on campus, reach out. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast and you have no one to reach out to, you know uh, Hit up the JB Show podcast. Hit up the, yeah. 11 at gmail.com yeah. if you guys are struggling with anything. Wait, what, what, say that one more time. Just JB so Show 11 at gmail.com. I awesome. actually spelled it wrong the first time. JB Show 11, 11 at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. The JB Show 11 at gmail.com. Oh, the I'll, JB. I'll cut a little bit of that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. Last time. The JB Show 11 at gmail.com. I would, I would. I've gotten I, some weird emails. Yeah, from who? Just I, I've put my email out there on a couple episodes before, and I've got some weird stuff in, in, in my emails before. Well, it'll be interesting to see if anyone like um, actually says, "Oh, I want to talk to a rabbi because you know of uh, of yeah. throwing out your email address." Yeah, yeah. I had this person email me saying that was pretty cute. I was very flattered, and wow. I found out it was a guy. So, well, we live in you yeah. know, it's 2020, 2019. No, but they pretended to be a girl, so that's when oh, I was that's just awkward. like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, Not that that's, I have no problem that's with little, it. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, exactly why I was uh, gotten some other weird stuff, but I guess, because, all right, so I had uh, Jake Goldberg on. Um, oh, I, li- I think I listened to that yeah. podcast. Great guy. We were actually, in, we did a part two. Uh, something happened with the file, so I'm still trying to recover to see if we can uh, drop it. Okay. But st- shit happens. Yeah. We were we had a segment on like what goes in is like, what goes in his inbox. Like what type of DMs does he get? Just listing all the crazy stuff he gets. And I, I even with celebrities, it's probably wild. So yeah, it's funny. Like I don't, I don't think I get so many crazy ones. Every once in a while, you know, you get that like crazy, you know, person that you don't actually know and there's yeah, like yeah, some like crazy picture yeah, and yeah, exactly like click, click that link and it's like you are now infected it's like so. you're in fact like it's like don't don't do it yeah don't do it but what about the scam calls just saying like oh you want a free hundred dollar gift card and yeah, you, you know the good old days up, like yeah, you know uh poor nigerian prince you know yeah. and like need, needs money and stuff <laughs> like that uh yeah but now it's really great actually this morning i just got a call on my phone and it says telemarketer on it so like there's this like new technology I or something up and try to like kind of screw with them a little bit no they're actually they tell you not to do that because Why? when they pick up then you're acknowledging them actually there's a whole news report on wow. it i think uh, a few days ago saying yeah. like when you get a telemarketer call don't pick it up really? because they could be like trying to like catfish you or scam you out of like something and like by picking up I know the full details, but yeah. like, look it up. Yeah, so someone called me today, and I was with Teich, and you, you like hanging out with this Teich. Well, he's my roommate. Yeah, I love I mean, so you see him all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, they called me about my Pico bill getting cut twenty percent. I was like, to like Teich, that sounds like a great deal. So we answered with someone from India, and then they told me to go to Target, buy a hundred dollar gift card, and then read the digits to them. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Like then. Oh, uh, sure. Let uh, me re- <laughs> let me read the digits to you yeah. to give you that hundred dollar gift yeah, card. And I read the, then like we were just messing with him for a bit, and then he just hung on hung up on us. But it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, because 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 <laughs> you were smarter than he because he thought he was getting something, yeah. and then the only thing he was they getting get a lot was of played. old people that way though. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I actually read a study that a lot of old people with dementia and like dealing with Alzheimer's, 
they fall for those scams all the time. It's yeah, sad. because someone calls and they say, um, we're going to take all this money or, or hurt your grandchild or your family unless you do this for us. And they get so nervous they do it. It's awful. Yeah. It's okay. There's a, there's a place for them mm-hmm. uh, in the world to come, as we Jews like to say. Just to wrap things up a little bit, I like to ask a couple final questions. Sure. Um, one, so my biggest audience right now is graduating seniors. Do you have any advice for someone who's graduating kind of to face in the real world or to prepare themselves for, maybe even to relax? Sure. I, I, my advice is trust your gut. But that's not my advice just for seniors. It's my advice in general. If you walk into a job interview, even if you think it's the one that you should have because you are going to make the most amount of money, but your gut says that you should not take it even if you're offered this job, trust your gut. Your gut is almost always right. Uh, and, How and can that, you distinguish gut versus maybe not, you know what I mean? Maybe for gut versus intuition. I mean, I, I would argue that maybe gut and intuition are actually the same thing. Okay. Um, I, I think that sometimes we do things because it is the shiniest uh, mm-hmm. or and, and that could be about the most amount of money or prestige or what we perceive to be the prestige. Uh, but sometimes when we take the step back, it's actually not about that at all. Um, and I'll, I'll share this like brief tidbit. When I was in rabbinical school, uh, and a lot of my friends, rabbi talk, rabbi talk, yeah, but but this this will be like the meaningful <laughs> no, part. I, just, I think it's funny so, to say that. <laughs> when, when I was in rabbi school, um, I actually took off. A summer instead of getting a like a rabbi internship, yeah, um, and I did nothing. And by when I, when I say I did nothing, like I, there were days I didn't set my alarm, I ate cereal at, like at noon, I like relived a little bit of my my college experience. And let me tell you, uh, it didn't hurt me in the slightest. Uh, I took off that summer. I had an amazing time. I went out with friends. Uh, I met people. It was awesome living in New York City. And look at me now, I'm in an amazing job, University of Miami Hillel. Uh, and the summer that I took off, actually two summers that I took off, uh, didn't affect me one bit. So trust your gut, know what you need to do for yourself. Self-care is like more important sometimes uh, than the other things uh, going on in your life. Yeah. Trust your gut, know, know who you are. And I think for a growing point for myself was definitely, I grow the most when I'm out of the country and experiencing a new sure. culture. I think that's very important for those who haven't done that or who have that eligibility to do that absolutely if you can do it and you know it's one of those things actually like at Hillel we're actually going to Germany uh, during uh, during spring break oh wow uh, to Berlin nice so it's like it's an alternative to like you know I don't know the the Caribbean or something like that Uh, but it's an amazing opportunity highly subsidized uh, and you get to experience uh, Berlin Jewish life what Jewish life may have been like what it's like now and, and you got to go abroad. And, and you have to go abroad. And you got to go out the lit clubs at night. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's. I mean, that's like that's that's <laughs> that's. I'll be the first one there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. We not. Actually, so I, I went to Berlin before, and we we went outside this club, and you had to be dressed in latex actually to enter the club. Oh. Very different. So cultural di- vibes. So Jimmy, did did you bring latex with we you? We did not. Unfortunately, we we're going to go back to the hotel and grab it over our suitcase, but we, we didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're like, oh, I, <laughs> no, I forgot just, the latex. It's weird because like, you have to be dressed a certain way, especially here. Like You have yeah. to be dressed in certain attire, but over there, it's just different. Right. I mean, different. like if people could see you right now, they would see that you're you're wearing like a tank top. Um, and I mean, they actually might see you because we took one picture. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's like better than latex, I guess. Yeah. Well, Rabbi Lyle, Rabbi maybe just lyle yeah rabbi rabs rabbi lyle lyle yeah any of those i want to save uh we'll think of some good stuff for next time but thank you so much for coming on the show 
hopefully we covered. Oh, obviously, sorry. I'm going to say this again and I'm going to cut it out. So you guys have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, I want to get people over here, obviously, to promote any events you have. So what's going on? Sure. I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming up on the calendar. Uh, you know, we're in a busy season right now. Uh, the busy season, uh, we're leading up to the high holidays, uh, Jewish high holidays. So obviously, all the stuff for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we have services, we have a, good, a few good meals. And like, that's the stuff you expect. Um, like I, I think I said earlier, we're, we're going to Germany uh, uh, for alternative spring break trip. We have Birthright. Uh, birthright Israel, so we're going to be taking shout out a, Birthright. Like you, you did Birthright, right? Yes, uh, I did it with Ohio State, though. Yeah, yeah. So right, you didn't do it with me. Like yeah. I, I didn't take you. I'm, I'm not going to be bitter about it. But yeah. like you had an awesome time at Birthright, right? Yeah, it was great. It was. I came like basically right from Australia to Birthright. I had like a day to revive. So it, oh, maybe I should have waited a year, but it was still a great time. It's I was awesome. just a little bit tired. Look, I'm, I'm glad yeah. you did it. Um, but for any of your listeners, experience, though. for any of your listeners, I think they should totally do it. If they're University of Miami students, they should do it with University of Miami Hillel. Yeah. Do Birthright, sign up through my link so I get paid. <laughs> wow. A regular entrepreneur over there. A regular no, entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, definitely send Birthright Miami Hillel. Be a great time. You'll get to chill with Lyle. You'll watch him eat non-gluten-free food. Shawarma. Yeah. And, you know, falafel. Yeah. But also, we have one other thing that, like, is sort of on the horizon, um, and it's our student leadership forum. Uh, and what that basically is going to be is an opportunity, and I think I alluded to this in the beginning, an opportunity to be able to fund, not just fund student initiatives, um, but really work with students and yeah. student and mentors to help a student sort of come up with any sort of idea. Oh, my or, God, I just had a genius idea. What? What if you did a big brother, little brother, big sister, little sister tie with upperclassmen and freshmen in hello? I think it'd be awesome. Wait, would you be one of the big brothers? I mean, I, I could be a big brother. Yeah, because it's like, I, a, like a camp vibe. Like it's, I, it's I really, totally a camp vibe. That's like that. Just I don't know if it's that good of an idea. Maybe I'm just giving myself too too much praise. But I just thought of that. Like, well, I mean, the, you you deserve some <laughs> praise. We all deserve some praise sometimes. <laughs> There's just so many ideas because when you think of things, you're just like this thing goes hand in hand. Totally. You have just a huge program in mind. Totally. It's anything of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Other platforms. Put it on YouTube. You know what I mean? I, I can't. Next time I'll, yeah. we'll be on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next time. <laughs> All right, guys. Is that, is that the? Did you finish your second yeah, about yeah, the leadership that's, that's, thing? That's, that's totally that's, that's sort of it for now. All I mean, right. Jimmy, thank you so much for having me on your no on problem, your show. Rabbi Lyle. Got, wow, so formal. Yeah, never called me that, and you know when we're not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you guys next time on the JB Show.